What's going on, golf addicts? Welcome to the Tour Junkies podcast and the interview with none other than NFL running back, retired NFL running back, Mr. Danny Woodhead. Now, Danny is a major golf addict, just like we are. Absolutely addicted to golf. Been doing nothing but golf since he retired a few years ago. We sit down with Danny, have a wonderful conversation. This is a hilarious interview. We've interviewed like 50 people in the last five or six years. This is probably top three favorite all time for me. Absolutely enjoyed Danny. He's hilarious. We talked about NFL locker room stuff. Kind of got a little risque there. Talked about Tom Brady, Bill Belichick. Talked about his golf game. He just qualified for the U.S. Open men's four ball. Um, Talked about that. Just had a great time talking with Danny. It lasts about an hour. I think you're really going to enjoy it. And if you do enjoy it, head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. We don't ask that a lot, but it really does help the podcast. It helps us grow, helps other people find us, and it only takes a few seconds. It's free for you to do. Hop over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review, and enjoy this interview with Danny Wood. What's going on, golf addicts? It's the Tour Junkies podcast. I'm your host, DB. I got Pat Perry with me, and we have a very special guest, a unique guest, if you will, on the Tour Junkies podcast, Mr. Danny Woodhead. Welcome to the Tour Junkies podcast, buddy. Hey, thanks for having me, fellas. Uh, you look fantastic. You know, well, I try. You know, I have the... You dressed old, up for us. <laughs> yeah, that's, I, I usually dress up for these. That's, that's what yeah. I make sure. I got an old school hoodie that's kind of ripped. Very Belichickian uh, of you. Yes, yeah, it is. Yeah. It's very Billy, very Belichickian. But uh, <laughs> that's how, I mean, I, I learned from the best of looking like a jabroni, right? <laughs> I got. I got to be honest. When you came on, I, th- I thought for a minute you were the guy on my sweater that I'm wearing right now. Because <laughs> I, 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 I look somewhat like I don't have the, I don't have the chin music and soul patch, but uh, yeah. I got the unbelievably good looking fake mustache yeah. you really do look like post malone on my sweater right now yeah for it. sure i do um <laughs> rocking the, the the chadron state too which hey, uh shout you know out. you, gotta you, you have to boys. you have to uh remember where you came from right mm-hmm. and uh yeah you know that's 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 a, a good way to do it is i don't re- i don't have a ton of stuff but this one might actually be from when i was in college this was oh, old. That's good. Forever, forever. Old. Smells, smells good. Smells like a oh, for sure. Diploma and right. Did, did David even say that right? Chadron State is is that how you say? Oh, it? Oh no, it's Chadron. Everyone calls it Chadron, so I just don't even really like Pat. You were the last yeah. person to comment on. I know that's why I did. Ev- that's why everyone, I did. everyone but the people that went went to Chadron, they they think it's Chadron. So I just anymore. I mean, Chadron is actually like better than what most people used to like it was okay. so terrible it's like just kind of read it chadron if you read it that's, that's what, it looks what like. i did i went with that, that, that's what it looks like but uh yeah i mean some people i guess they've never taken hooked on phonics and it was like chardron and it's like it, there's no <laughs> you r put an r in there sir there, there's, there's no, no r. r before there, the d <laughs> yeah um hey so before we get into this we always we, we call it our podcast juice um yeah. 
you know, we like to do these in the evening so we can have an adult beverage. What is your podcast juice for the evening? Uh, I got some screwball familiar with screwball. It's peanut butter whiskey, peanut butter whiskey. Yes. I love pe- I love peanut butter. Me too. Huge. So peanut butter guy. I'm, I'm a, I am a bourbon fan. Mm-hmm. So I, I like, I like some good bourbons, but, uh, also I like, like I, I, I like uh, red wine too, but mm, that's Pat's yes. alley. Yeah, are you a red like wine it. guy too? I'm all wine. Pat is oh, our uh, is our sommelier. He's a uh, love it. He's a uh, he writes an article every week called a fantasy golf sommelier where he rates oh, golfers nice. on the wine scale. It's very nice, and yeah. he always ties yeah. in wine to the area or some sort. Is, of that, is that what you have area. going down then? Is wine? Probably or not, not right now. You don't have wine, do you? No, right actually, now? I got a beer tonight. Um, you got a beer? It, it what is kind? nothing fancy. I was feeling some red stripe, so I got a little red oh. stripe. Ugh, I haven't. I don't think I've had reds. I don't think I've had red stripe since I was in Jamaica. You hate, you hate yourself more than I thought you did. <laughs> I don't know. I was just at the. Gr- I was just like, I, I'm feeling red some red stripe. Are you serious? I don't even. Yeah, believe popped you're right up. Red stripe. I keep saying it in my head. <laughs> I think Wait, it's been like ten stripe? years, ten years or more for me since I've had a red stripe. It probably, I think it I'm, I'm not me. i'm not hating like i just uh, i just haven't oh look i'm used to it i always get hated on, Hold on I like to drink. Hey, what do, I mean, what do I, you have what's your I, juice I have, I have jack and ginger in here oh, okay jack and ginger hold Fair. on a second are you drinking apple juice and then when he asked you the question you just felt like you needed to say it and that was the first thing that came to your mind <laughs> oh my god <laughs> that's no, it's, the it's, worst look <laughs> oh god this is the second one. This is the second one. It's already been opened. We've done the show six years. I have never in six years. We've done over three hundred episodes. I've never seen even not on the show. I've never seen him drink a red stripe or talk right. about a red stripe. Never seen it. Let's be honest though. Like I kind of respect it because I didn't even know they made that. Still, I was yeah, like, I mean, it's, maybe, it's maybe, maybe kind of it's a terrible it, beer. I mean, maybe. Maybe it's because I basically. I live in like a retirement, like a gated retirement community. So like, I think they that. have like this, this little grocery store outside the community. Like maybe they only carry it for us because all the old people like it. I, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, maybe. I, I, I respect it. I love, oh. I mean, I, I don't want to have any, but I, no. I respect it. Now <laughs> I, 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 I'm I also say, the guy that would say, Hey, give me a bush latte. I'd rather much rather if, have that. If I'm just going to have like a, a beer that I'm just like, not re- like it's not special but it's still yeah. special out of the non-specials it's a bush latte so is it would you go bush over the the, the natty light no oh yeah i think well, i he's would a midwesterner guy well yeah. i now i'll have a natter day yeah are you into the yeah. natter days yeah those are good Th- those are good those are good. I, I, Na- natty, light. natty light on stock at my course though that's I, that's I, the go-to on I, I i i don't hate natty light though now, if you say Bud Light, I'll say get away from me. I don't want I don't anything to do with that. I don't want anything to do with it. It's Even though Bush Light, I think, right. is like the scrapes of Bud Light. Just give me yeah. the scrapes, the scraps, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. God, I cannot believe you said Red Stripe. Jeez, that has thrown me off the whole thing. Um, okay, yeah. let's let's get back on track. Game I might have blacked out for a second. <laughs> like I was like, what? Swear. It took me a second because I kept. Going, I, Did you say I may have also when I picked the red stripe. I, I don't know. Maybe I. I don't, it's I not it's, bad. It's kind of cool ish. Wow. That, you know that that would be like the equivalent of you like coming on the Zoom call one night and having an earring, and I just be like, <laughs> would love is, that what too. Is that in his, what is that in his? And you'd be like, oh yeah, I just. I, and it's a hoop. It's like a, it's a Michael Jordan hoop. And yeah. you're like, oh, that's. If you had one hoop on the left, 
Yeah, I, I went to. I, I was I was walking through the mall. We walked by Claire's. I felt kind of I felt kind of crazy. I got I got one. Yeah. That's that's the same feeling I got when I said. I, I'd respect I'd respect that though. I mean, who would have thought we would have talked the first five minutes on this show about red strike? Dude, we've although, given them, it just I don't think, think anyone. Uh, no one. Yeah, literally no one. No one. Um, the only person we did not surprise here is the Lord because he knows all things. But other than that, we other didn't than surprise that, anyone. No one. That could be a bet, though, Pat, is that if we did like a really long, like a, maybe a season-long bet or something with a lot of a lot of pizzazz to it, you know, one of us has to get our ear pierced. I would love that. That could be a thing. That would be um, so good. Okay. I, all right. Jeez, this is really off, yeah. off the rails. Danny. Yes. I got to tell you this, man. Um, you're looking at two uh, diehard football fans, love the NFL, um, love fantasy football. Um, okay. You know, obviously, we're, we're, we have a fantasy golf and golf betting podcast. So, you know, it would probably be pretty um, safe to assume that we're big fantasy football fans as well. Um, you know, Pat's been running his league for over a decade now. They did their 10-year uh, trip in Vegas a few years back. Oh, awesome. And had the whole hangover experience. Um, they course. rented the hangover suite, actually, right, in Caesars? We did. Yeah, yeah we did. I love um, that. I've, I've commissioned my league for over 10 years. Like, we're huge. And so, you know, just – I guess I don't even remember. I guess it was a couple months ago being able to – for you to DM us back, we're going to go ahead and, and bow to you right now. For you to DM us back. <laughs> it was a big deal. I got to be honest, when you were like, yeah, just text me. I, I looked at my wife and I was like, babe. You, you know, didn't we, think we, that was going to happen. We, that we wasn't talked probably. To a lot of cool people. Like we, this thing's led us to talk to a lot of cool people and we're excited. But like, you know, we've been able to text up a lot of cool golf, mainly golf people in the golf world, you know. Right. But I was sitting on the couch. I was like, babe, Danny Woodhead wants us to text him she's like I, I she and she said i remember that name like who who is oh really it? yeah she did she remembered and she's not a she doesn't watch yeah. a game she knows nothing but 11 so years of me playing fantasy football she's like i remember that name who is he and i told i told her about you and she's like i remember him and i was like yeah he 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 gave us his cell phone number i'm like if you'd have told me six years ago i would be texting with danny woodhead who i like drafted on as many teams as possible i love that you know always always willing to trade for you you know if if somebody dropped you i would come i would be the first one to put a waiver claim in man loved watching you play football it is honestly i know pat feels the same way it's a thrill for us to talk to you and and even more so that you're a big golf nut just like us yeah you know thanks for having me i i, I mean the the texting thing it's like hopefully hopefully it shows i'm a pretty normal guy Right, like, 100%. yeah, just just text me. Yeah. Who, who cares? It's easier. Yeah. I'll if it, if we just rely on Twitter, rely on Instagram, whatever. I'm gonna forget. I'm gonna do something yeah. stupid. So just we'll just, just put Danny's. Uh, we'll put Danny's number in the lower. Yeah, 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 yeah. It would be great. I would love to. I would love to just get a bunch of you know a bunch of flood uh, flooding of texting, and then I was like, oh, like I'm relevant yeah. to your listeners, but. Um, yeah, that's it's kind of crazy, but as far as golf nut man, yeah, we, if obsessive, I don't like. Yeah, I think about it every day, night. I don't know if you guys have those problems where you're like yes. up, like thinking about your swing. Or, mm. I have, I, I think I have problems, like, and it's not one of those things like, oh yeah, he really likes golf. Like my wife would probably say if if she was down here, she'd say. 
my husband really has issues. Yeah. It, and that's where I'm at. Do you and think I'm cool. about golf or boobs more? Golf. Okay. <laughs> that yeah, I, like, are bro. You a, are I'm, you an I'm, ass man? Is it, should I should I give you? The I, would, other, I would. I would. I would probably. I, but I'd probably. It's it, golf still pretty up there, you know. <laughs> hey, it's, I can't it's, hate on you for that. It's it's one of those things, and I I think. So with with football, anyone that watched me, hopefully they they could see that I was very passionate and I love to play. Like that's just something I hope people would, would have yeah. seen. And I've put every ounce of that energy, that football into golf. It's been, I mean, I remember when I retired, like the first thing I did was I looked up Nebraska golf association amateur tournaments. So I was like, all right, this is what, this is my next, my next thing. And yeah, it sounds ridiculous because it's not per. I mean, you go from NFL to Nebraska Golf Association, right? <laughs> yeah. But like that's that's my passion, and and I love it. It's it's something that. I mean, I have plenty of other things. I have kids. I have my wife, and I have you know, I have a, a podcast, a a consulting company that I'm a partner in. But like this, outside of like my kids and stuff, like this is. I treat it like it's my job and it's definitely not because I pay for it. Right. Yeah. But, but I love it. So where does the, where does the passion come from for you in golf? I mean, did it, was it an early age? Was it, was it later when you like during your NFL career? Like when did, when did that kind of start for you and, and just, you know, go from there? So when I was about eight, I think I started playing some at our, a, a, a course, a local course in North Platte, Nebraska, it's Lake Maloney golf course is what it was called. And I would play a decent amount until I got to high school. And then once it was high school, it was all just my, you know, my high school sports and football and basketball mainly. So like in the summers I had tournaments and I had camps and whatnot. So that was kind of my focus. And then I would say, I mean, maybe I'd play a couple times a year, but then I would say once I senior in college or whatever, my wife who I dated, dated in high school was in Omaha cause she was in nursing school. So I was like, all right, well, I'm not going to hang out with my, my girlfriend. So I'll just golf whenever I get done with working out and whatnot. So I played a little bit then, but then I went to college and, or I mean that was senior year of college. And then once I got in the league, I started playing a little bit more and I, I had always been, you know, relatively good ish. Um, I mean, I could shoot seventies, but, uh, I didn't really get crazy about it until I retired. Like I tried to be good probably the last three years of my career. Um, but I knew going on when I was retired, I was going to put every, I always said, I remember like two, three years, even when two, three years left, like my seventh, eighth, ninth, 10th, whatever years, I remember talking to people like, yeah, when I retire, I'm just going to see how good I can get at golf. And I always stuck, stuck by that and said, let's just see how good I can get. So now I'm going on year three, just trying to, trying to get better. So tell us about your game though. I mean, so I, I should yeah. say this, I mean, normally we have a more formal intro here, but obviously a lot of people, you know, whatever, I feel like right. going to know who you are. Um, and if they don't, of, that's okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Outside of the NFL stuff, though, you do have the the growing in popularity here out of nowhere podcast with your buddy Matt 
uh, who also played in the league. You guys do a lot of NFL stuff and you do sports stuff in general. A lot of great interviews on that podcast as well. You can, I'm sure that is on basically every podcast. Yeah, it's, platform every, out there. Yeah, it's on all the platforms. Um, but recently, you know, you just qualified for the USAM four ball. Yeah. Uh, at Chambers Bay with your, your buddy um, that I think plays at the same club as you do in Omaha, right? Yeah. Yep. So, so we, talk we, about we... your game. Tell us about. All right, guys and girls, thanks for listening. Hope you're enjoying the Woodhead podcast so far. I do want to thank our sponsor, Otis Wealth. Imagine if you could buy like a LeBron James rookie card or a Tom Brady rookie card. Just have a share of something. And it's, this podcast is sponsored by our friends at Otis. It's an investment platform that makes it possible for almost anyone to invest in shares of cultural assets like art, collectibles, sports cards, memorabilia, sneakers, comics. Pretty easy. All you got to do is download the app, sign up for free. New assets are dropped every week in the app. You can buy shares. You can sell um, when you know you can sell when Otis shares them, or other people can buy it from you. It's pretty cool. And right now, Otis is offering a free investment share to listeners of this show. All you have to do is go to withotis.com/tour. Sign up and get your first share for free when you fund your account. Right now, there's some cool things over there, like an X-Men first edition comic book, 1985 Air Jordan 1 collection, which is very cool. So head over to withotis.com slash tour. That's W-I-T-H-O-T-I-S dot com slash tour. And you get your free investment share for listeners of the Tour Junkies podcast. Thanks to Otis Wealth for supporting the show. And now let's get back to Danny Woodhead. My game has been, it's, it's been such a, tr- like the last three years, I completely overhauled my swing because mm-hmm. I just, I went out there and just tried to athlete the ball around. And same. Yeah, that's same. like, I, I, I couldn't, I, I kind of hit a ceiling. That's what I'm going to start. Hey, I'm going to write that down. Write just that. athlete the ball around. Yeah, I, bro, right, that's, right, that's, I've just that's, that's going to be, so that's going to be big for you. I can't and, say that. So no, but, I'm but not going to write it down. I was good enough to go around and shoot, I don't know, 73 to 78. But like, huh. I, I, had, I just had a ceiling. I wasn't going to go low ever. Just because I was like, I had always had good hand-eye, soft hands. So around the green, I could figure things out, which for a lot of AM golfers, like if you can get up and down for par, you can find a way to get in the 70s. Yeah. And and that's kind of what it was in my my coach who's one of my closest friends out of San Diego Rick Johnson works at Del Mar Country Club now but he uh he said hey like let's I've been studying this thing and this was like when Gankus I don't know if he had really came kind of broken through he was starting to How long ago was this This would have been 3 years ago is when I start it but like i don't think anybody knew who Genghis. i mean Genghis was yeah it, exactly nothing. like he was yeah. like it was just kind of quiet yeah. and he was starting to study it all and he had been the you know the standard golf swing for however long and he's like i'm gonna stu-. he studied it for like three years and he's like bro i really think you need to try it he goes i you're an athlete enough that you can do it and i was like okay whatever i finally agreed to it i was like at first, I was like, Rick, that's stupid. I don't want to waste my time doing it. Well, it's been a process, and now I'm in going into year three, and now I'm, I'm still learning. But, I mean, I gained probably 60 yards off the tee. I, with my irons, I was probably 20 yards longer. So, I mean, that gives you an advantage, and I was able to compress it much better. But that first year was such a transition. Like, it was hard to even change the yeah. swing, and I was probably around – 
four or five. And I said, I want to get close to a scratch. So that first year I got down to close to a scratch. I think it was like a 0.4. And I was like, okay. So I have these goals every year. And then I was like, all right, I want to get in the pluses the next year. So year two, I get, I don't know, probably plus one and a half, plus one, four, one, five. And, and I kind of take everything as a challenge. Anytime someone, you know, talks about it, they're like, oh, you made it in the pluses. Yeah. It, I'm sorry. Like, you're going to see it's, it's hard to keep going. And I'm like, okay, like, so you're saying I can't do this. And that really kind of annoyed me. Yeah. And, and people even said that when I got to scratch, like, oh yeah, but you got to scratch, but to maintain a plus. Staying there's the hardest part, man. Yeah. Staying there's the hardest part. And it's like, okay, like that, that's really annoying to me that like, you're basically saying that I can't do it. So my goal was I want to get better. I want to get at least, you know, I want to keep pushing the envelope. This year I get to a plus three, seven. And now does that mean I, that's not who I am as a golfer. I'm probably like a plus two and a half, but you catch a heater for a month and you can, yeah. <laughs> you can get that, you can get that handicap, yeah. which for guys like us, that's important to us. Cause that's how we gauge it, you know, is I'm getting better. Well, and, I prefer to sandbag, but that's just me. <laughs> fair, fair, fair. Yeah. But uh, so like, it's been a goal every year. And then it was kind of getting to the point where like, I'm, I can shoot some numbers. So like, hopefully I can start competing in tournaments in some of the AM tournaments. I haven't won any. I got a T7 at a, at an AM tournament, which I was proud of. Cause it's like before yeah. I probably wouldn't have got a T55. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and then I, me and my, my four ball partner, uh, end up making the, or qualifying for the, the, the U S four ball coming up in May. And like, that's the type of things that I, I'm shooting for. I want to do well in these tournaments because I care a lot. And, and some people I'm sure they're probably like, uh, why is Woodhead playing in these? And it's like, I'll tell you why. Cause I want to, I want to qualify. I want to compete. Yeah. And not that that justifies it, but it is a, a goal accomplished to accomplish, or I mean, to qualify for, you know, a, a national championship or whatever. Have you, have you played Chambers Bay before? I have not. I, uh, I mean, I've watched it on TV, but outside of that, I haven't, I heard it's, I've heard it's really cool. I mean, I know when, when they played the open, it was like everyone hated the greens and complained about it, but yeah, it's still, it's still going to be something cool because it, an open has been played there. Am's played there. Like, and it's just, it's a, it's a U.S. tournament. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. I played it a couple of years ago. Um, very different golf course than what I'm used to here in the Southeast. Uh, oh, I bet. But it was, is probably one of my favorite golf courses I've ever played in my life. Um, really. I hit track. a lot of different shots, right? Yeah. How many times, uh, actually I played it with all hickory clubs that day. Played a hundred percent. Oh, really? Hickory clubs. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. I wouldn't remember that. I, I, that wasn't the plan, but it, it changed like on the range. I decided I was going to do that. Um, <laughs> That's a so, inch, that's like red stripe right there. You just decide you're going to play some hickory clubs for the day. <laughs> like what the hell, dude? That is that is no, that is honoring the. Hey, Dave, the you weren't at St Andrews. That is honoring now. I get it if you're at St Andrews. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the guy that I was playing with was a is an old fart historian guy, and he had a full set of hickories, 
And I don't know, I kind of liked the vibe. I, I hit him on the range and he had already talked to me the whole way there, like t selling me on like playing hickory every now and then. Like not, he wasn't like full on hickory guy, but like just selling me on it a little bit. So I was kind of, I was kind of drinking the Kool-Aid on the way there. And then he gets on the range and it, I hit a few and it, you know, they feel amazing when you hit them. All right. And <clears throat> I was just like, you know what, like this could be kind of fun. So I said, you know, I'm going to play the first hole with the hickories and see what happens. So I played the first hole with hickories and I was like, man, this, you know, this is kind of different. And, um, I just kept going. Then I was like, I'll play the front nine with hickories in the back nine with mine. And then by the time I played the front nine, I'm like, why do I, why would I, why would I change it in the middle of the round? So I just played the whole thing with hickories. It was very cool. Very cool. Don't put hickories in the same category as F and red stripe. <laughs> All right. Um, so I, this, this thought just popped in my mind though. So, so now that you've played some competitions, Danny, so, would you say you, you would get more nervous on the first tee of a, of a golf tournament or before a football game or before a big football game? I mean, that's a tough one, but I would say, I mean, at least the first one that I played in, like where it's stroke play, it's not like four-man scramble, fake golf, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um. I would say my heart pounds way more on the golf course. And I think it's because it's, I mean, that's not my profession. That's not what I was like. Yeah. Like football was so easy for me. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Whereas like golf, I've had to work so hard. I mean, I worked hard at football, but like, yeah, that were, that was my gift. You know what I'm saying? And kind of like, you know, uh, it's, it's just like anyone's job. Like that's, that's what I was kind of born to do in golf it's something i love and a passion of mine but i'm not as gifted in golf as i am in football so yes and i think another thing too is you're playing with all these college golfers or former college golfers even some former pros and you know people know who you are too mm -hmm. so you're like i don't want to look like an idiot <laughs> So like that, that was the hardest part. Now I don't care, but at the, at the beginning, that was, that was tough. And, and even now, like I, I get way more nervous on the first tee than football. The only thing yeah, I mean, that might trump it is a Super Bowl when I played in that. Yeah. I mean, most people get nervous on the first tee if there's people around or another group on there and, and those people don't have a clue who you are and you're still nervous about it or you can, oh, yeah. you know, but um yeah i can imagine you know in your situation where there, there may be people who see your name on the you know on the yeah it just makes it it makes it a little different yeah yeah because yeah. they're because you know they're going to go back if you know they're going to if you they're going to tell the people seat, they're going to be like oh you remember Danny woodhead the running back yeah i saw him top one off number one you know like you know that's <laughs> exactly gonna exactly gonna say that about some rando david barnett on the first because yeah, they don't <laughs> nobody cares Wait, I you mean the, the guys in the in the member guests that we played against in the first two rounds of each day and I topped it off the first tee are not still talking about that? Or what are you talking about? No, they probably are. That was the funniest I've ever seen. Pat hit a laser that got about, I don't know, a pubic hair off the ground um, into our metal tee marker just about 20 yards in front of him. First mm -hmm. shot of the day in our member guest about uh, two months ago, about a month ago. I love it. Uh, that, that almost took out where where, where do you where do you guys I play still at? parred still parred the he whole did thing. make a par yeah where, where do you uh, play at so that was at my member guest i'm in augusta okay. so i'm a member at champions retreat 
Okay. Um, I've heard that's that, awesome. It's a great, great spot. Fantastic spot. Uh, the only one in the world like it. We got three nines designed by yeah. Ronnie, Jack and Gary. So that's sick. Uh, it's a sweet spot. Um, it hosts the Augusta national women's am the first year and we'll continue to whenever that happens again. So, um, is, is that in Augusta then champions retreat or is it out ish? We would say it is, uh, technically it's in Evans, just a quick little suburb right outside of, right outside of Augusta. I mean, it's what, 15 minutes from Augusta national. Oh, maybe yeah, so it's, not, it's, it's, it's off of Washington road basically. So it's the same road. It's just the other side of it. Oh, um, I see. So, and then Pat's a member at the landings in Savannah, which hosts uh, a corn fairy event. Um, oh, that's sick. But Pat grew up here in Augusta. Grew up at Augusta Country Club. Privileged, gated community life. Sounds like it. And now, Sounds now look good. how far he's come drinking Red Stripe on a podcast oh, I know. in public. <laughs> it's been a long journey, but here I am. Life comes at you fast. Mm. <laughs> Jeez. Oh man, I'm the host. I might kick him out. I'm still that's, reeling. That's fair. Red Stripe. I love um, it. So what kind of like outside of your own game though, what kind of mm -hmm. golf nut are we talking? Like are all your Instagram, like all you follow all the golf channels? Are you watching oh, every tournament? Do you play fantasy golf? Do you get on YouTube instructional golf wormholes? Like what's, what other golf consumption? So, so in golf instructional stuff, I, I used to, but now I, I mean, I'll follow some teachers and stuff, but I try to also, I think I've learned now being in year three that if i'm gonna follow something i kind of want it to be somewhat gankus ish because i ran into the problem of like i would try to mix, mix and match and it's like well i have a i don't know if you're familiar with the gankus some of gankus's stuff but it's a different sequence with the legs and, and it's like a squat and like rotate it's just a different deal yeah. So, like, if you're trying to emulate uh, – I'm trying to think of a – Yeah, if you're, like, watching Mike school Bender videos. Yeah, yes, yes. That's exactly yeah. who I was thinking. I was like, what's his name? But my, if you're watching Mike Bender, it's different. Yeah. And what he teaches is perfect for what he teaches. But for, like, what I do, it, it, the matchup wouldn't work. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, and, and that's, that's the thing. So, I've – I if I'm on Instagram or Twitter, I follow a lot of golf stuff. Like that's just, what do you use social media for, for the things that you just yeah, enjoy, you, yeah. you know? Yeah, exactly. So, so I, I, I follow, I follow a bunch of golf stuff. Um, I, I like following, I actually like following like smaller companies. Like I love following the smaller golf club companies or uh, sub 70. It's a direct to consumer. Uh, I love following like them. There's some different putter, almost like boutique putters. Like I love following stuff like that because I like to support some of those smaller companies that mm -hmm. they're doing their thing and make really, really good products, but they don't have the marketing money that to just, you know, flush down the toilet type deal. Um, but yeah, so I, man, I, I follow it all. I've, I watch almost every tournament. You did. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just, I, I have really. Have in any fantasy golf or golf betting? Golf? I, I have not, and I've heard it's awesome. Come I just on, haven't gotten into it. It's the uh, best sweat. I, yeah. I, I need to look into it. it. It is, it is. We tell people this. Is it know, way better than fantasy football or not? It is a hundred times better than fantasy football. I Let love me tell that. you why. Why is that? 
I guess the biggest reason. So am I going to get in uh, fantasy golf with you guys after this? Come on, man. We'll invite you to our little league. Um, I have to. Listen, here's the deal with with NFL with fantasy NFL stuff. Like it's it's a it's really one day, right? I, yeah, there's Monday. Yeah, there's Thursday, but it's really one day, and that's what you get. With golf, it you know it is potentially a four day sweat, so you right. get way more bang for your buck. It's a four day sweat. The uh, the ebbs and flows of golf, as you know, watching a golf tournament are you know ever changing. Yeah, and you almost get two really big sweats in one if you play a daily fantasy golf, which like DraftKings, FanDuel, stuff like that. Yep. Because what's really key is getting as many players as you can through the cut. Yep. So Friday, so basically you start on Thursday, but Friday afternoon the cut we call it, everybody calls it the cut sweat. That is the that's that's what's going to make or break because so on Friday afternoon like you are pulling you are pleading you are praying you are cussing you are whatever it is you need to do to, to will your boys to the cut line and it never fails there's always a handful that are that are close right yeah so you get through friday and you're like all right so i got these guys through and i got these guys that are out f those boys you know let's move on let's keep it moving saturday sunday comes so then saturday's kind of okay moving day but then sunday is the you get it all over again because then it's all gonna right. happen right so for fantasy golf you get that four day that four day sweat and you get just all this bang for your buck and then obviously with with more betting stuff there's just a lot of variety to it man and and as you know we talk about this all the time golf is so variable right yeah. like you played on a hundred yard field every single week right it didn't matter where it was you know yep. you played on a hundred I, my analogy was always before Antonio Brown went ballistic. He, you know, he was good for five catches and 80 yards every single game. There was no, right. th there was no ifs, ands, buts about it. But the best in the world can suck, you know, in a golf yeah. tournament. And Robert Streb can win a golf right. tournament or whoever. Brian Gay missed 13 cuts and then he won a golf tournament. So, you know, the, the, the variety of it's pretty sweet. You need to, you need to, you need to get into it. We'll keep uh, sounding though. We'll yeah, sell you I'll, offline on this. Yeah, okay. I'll I'll start dabbling. So you haven't dabbled in that yet, okay? No, I haven't. Um, who's your favorite follow? Like, name a couple of your favorite follows on Instagram. Are you you're on Instagram and Twitter both pretty good, aren't you? Yeah, uh, I probably I probably major in Twitter a little bit more, mm -hmm. just because I feel like I it's it's just it's a little easier to just let your personality out because yeah. you. I mean, you can make a comment and all your followers see it. Whereas on Instagram, it's like, well, you have to do a picture and you have to do this. And which I still like Instagram, but yeah. Twitter's just a lot easier. Um, so I, I definitely, I, I major in that a little bit more. I, I really enjoy Homa. I really yeah. enjoy Homa. Oh, he's yeah. like, he's one of my favorites. Yeah. One of my favorites easily. Um, and you, but, uh, you interviewed him. I saw yeah, that, I think. Yeah, he, I don't know where awesome. Yeah, awesome dude. Fantastic um, interview. Yeah, so so I I I love I love him. Um I mean I it's a shame that the tiger tracker's going away. That's yeah. that that was that. I didn't really know that that was happening, which I mean, if as long as you have the NBC Sports Gold or whatever, you knew Tiger was getting the he was going to be a featured group. Sure, but if, yeah. if for some reason you weren't around, it was nice to have following him. Mm -hmm. I kind of, 
he's hit and miss. I like Phil. Some of his stuff oh, that yeah. he has on, on, uh, on Twitter. Um, but I mean, I've, those are, those are the, those are just a few. I obviously follow Tiger, but he's not even, I guarantee he's not even tweeting. Uh, it's just, you know, like since we're best friends, I should follow yeah, him. I mean, you have to, yeah. Right. I got to ask you. Told him you'd you, give uh, him a follow. So. Yeah, I told him. Yeah. That. He said, yeah. hey, he's, we texted he, him he always calls me Wood. So I'm like, hey, <laughs> yeah. And I'm, and, and I'm like, yeah, E.T., you know. <laughs> E.T., El- Eldrick Tiger is usually what I call him. Yes. But yes. Uh, we. Uh, Eldrick Taunt. Taunt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Um, but I, I, uh, I don't know. He, I just followed him because he asked me. You know. You know, I'm not sure when we're going to release this podcast, but at the time, there's a viral photo going around right now of uh, Greg Norman's hog. Have you seen that? Do you have any comments um, on that? All right, one more interruption for me with the Danny Woodhead podcast. We know you're enjoying it, but we really want to bring to the listeners' attention our friends at BetterHelp that have sponsored this podcast. And BetterHelp is not self-help, but it's professional counseling. And, you know, this has been a tough year. It's been a a really tough year for a lot of people. Um, And it's always good to have somebody to talk to, and, and especially a professional. BetterHelp will assess your needs. They'll match you with your own licensed professional therapist, and you can start communicating with a therapist in about 24 hours. You can send a message to your counselor anytime. You get timely and thoughtful responses, and you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. And it's way more affordable than traditional counseling or fine, and financial aid is also available. These professional licensed counselors specialize in things like depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, anger, trauma, all kind of stuff. Anything you share is confidential. And, you know, me and Pat know what it's like to, you know, have a few struggles and, and need to talk to somebody about them. We've both taken part in some professional counseling in the past. And we're actually going to actively take part in a, in a trial with BetterHelp. And we would encourage any of you guys and girls to as well. So we want you to start living that happier life today. And as a listener, you get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at BetterHelp.com slash TourJunkies. That's BetterHelp.com slash TourJunkies. BetterHelp.com slash TourJunkies. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health at betterhelp.com slash tour junkies. All right, get that help you need and enjoy the rest of this Danny Woodhead podcast. I mean, you've seen a lot of hog in your day in the NFL locker room. I'm not sure how impressed you you might have been with that guy. It almost felt like for, was, for us mortals, was that a real man was that a, a real inch. picture? <laughs> yeah. So like when I saw it, it's like is is this bad to admit? Like I I like zoomed in even because I'm like, is that wait what? Inch? And you're, you know, like you're like zooming in and you're like, that's not his. Like, and then you're like, that's definitely not Photoshop. I mean, I've, I've never seen anything like that in my life. I mean, I guess as Slauson, my boy, my podcast boy, uh, my, my, my podcast boy, my, my co-host, uh, he, uh, he said the other day we, we did a pod and he goes, man, Dustin Johnson's just living the life. Oh, he goes, yeah. he's just got a new, fresh green jacket and just a massive hog. So, like, <laughs> so like I, I actually. Hogs, man. The yeah, t-shirts are on sale, right? Yes, green jackets and hogs, um, which is sad because Greg would just be hogs. 
because he never <laughs> yeah. won a green jacket. I mean, he had a couple. Man, he faltered. Jacket. Yeah, faltered yeah. a couple times. But like, Greg is blessed. He's seventy something years uh, old, he, man. It, it blessed. Hashtag yeah, blessed. I've never seen anything like that. I'm actually one. Did he have an animal in his shorts? I don't, you know, and see, I don't know what kind of animal. It's a, it is a, for removing a piece of driftwood out of the Hobie Sound. It was amazing. Smuggling that out of there. It was. Well, it, it, how many times have you, you guys been on here and be like, it's amazing. And we're talking about Greg Norman, his hog. Yeah. He, yeah. <laughs> hey, look, you know, it's like, like you in football, he has a gift, I guess. You yeah, know, that, he, yes. And, and he can't, you can't, like, I can't strive for that. How could I, I it's just not like, like you're like working on your golf game, striving to be a plus handicap. I can't strive to, yeah, to have yeah. a hog and, and look like that when I'm 70. No. You got to let your light shine. You don't want to let your, you, you don't want to put it under a, under a, you know, under the hood. You got to let, no. let it roll. Let it roll. You, you, you do. And you just got to. You got to showcase what you got, I guess. I literally woke never, up and you'll never, night. you'll never see a picture like that. Of me. <laughs> yes. Not because, yeah. not uh -oh. because it not. And it's, it's, it's definitely because I just don't have that, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I'm just going to let the world know what that. You heard it here that, first. I've folks. never you seen, heard it here I've first. never seen that. The you rumors know? are confirmed. The rumors that I, that wasn't me uh. are true. I bet Greg Norman drinks Red Stripe. No, it's no, zero. He drinks gasoline. Yeah, he drinks. <laughs> he drinks. He drinks like lion piss. Oh, and lion. Yeah, I okay. agree. I literally. I, this is not a joke. I'm not kidding. I, uh, you know how you you wake up in the middle of the night. Um, I don't. How old are you, Danny? Thirty-five. Okay, so you're you're there. I'm thirty. Yep. I'm, I'm about to be thirty-seven in a month. I'll be 36 you know, you, in January, so there you go. You get to that almost point twins. where you, just, you wake up in the middle of the night, right, all the right. time, and you and immediately oh, gosh, yes. thought in your brain. Last night, so so that whole thing went down yesterday. We tweeted about it. Our tweet went like semi-viral, like a bunch of people, as it should. Yeah, and I literally shot up in the middle of the night last night, and my first thought, and I did not think about it the whole day yesterday with the whole tweet going around. But this is true. I'm not lying. My first thought was Greg Norman hit on my mom on number four at the Masters in the, in the late nineties, and he did. I'm not kidding. Did he really? I went, yeah, we were at the Masters. This was in uh, this was in probably I don't, I don't know. I might have been actually this is this is like midnight. This is probably like ninety five, ninety six, somewhere mm -hmm. around there. I was at the Masters. I was walking around with my mom. We we're on number four T, par three, number four T, right on the ropes, and my mom is a very uh, is and, and, and was then a very attractive lady always took great care of herself you yep. know lovely woman we're standing there on the tee and greg walks up to the tee and he's he's like getting ready and he's uh he like has his tee in the ground he's like behind the ball like eyeballing his shot you know visualizing or whatever yep it's a practice round i'm on the ropes my mom is standing right behind me she's taller than me i was like 12 or 13 right and she goes she whispers in my ear she goes that is a handsome man and Greg hears her and turns around and get, looks at my mom and goes, you're not so bad yourself. And then hits his golf shot. I, I, if I'm lying, I'm dying. I swear to you that happened. 
That's crazy. Is that yeah. the year that Faldo came back? It probably I, it was right around, around there, 95, 96. So, literally, 96. I did not think about that at all yesterday, but I woke up in the middle of the night and was like, Greg Norman hit on my mom. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, my gosh. And I'm sure he's blessed then. Like, oh, hopefully, yeah. like, when he, he turned around, he didn't hit you because you were in front of your mom. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Oh. <laughs> like, he did <laughs> Whoa, whoa. In the dick Man, my. Oh. Dick. How crazy would that be? Or I was even thinking your knee, but it could be both ways. Or that. Oh, yeah. My goodness. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, I was short. I got then. a bruised I, knee. I was short. I was younger. Yeah. Um, so, like, would have hit you, like, I don't know, in the ground. chest. <laughs> Greg Norman gave me a mushroom. No, um, okay. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it going. Yeah. Um, talk about, I mean, like, I don't know. I don't want to keep talking. I want to ask you about, uh, I kind of want to ask you about just NFL locker rooms now. For some yeah. reason, it makes me think about that. You know, I well showers, I, NFL showers. Yeah, I didn't play. I didn't play football. Um, mm-hmm. Pat didn't play football either. I played baseball. Pat played tennis. Um, you know, the only thing I can, if if I think about an NFL locker room, my mind immediately goes to the scene in any given Sunday. You know that movie? Have you seen the movie? Yeah, but what what's Al, it, what Al Pacino? What's it? Yeah, I've seen the movie. It's, it's just the scene where the guy walks out and it's it's Greg Norman cock. Yes, just yes. Hitting his knee. Um, did I? I just that's all I think about. Did so, I? I mean, did I see any of that? Is what you're asking? Well, I'm sure you did. I, yeah. I'm just yes. Yes. Like how ten much years? Of it. I mean, you know, like well, how much of that? That was it all the time? Is there a guy that's like you don't have to say any names, but like no, I definitely won't say any names. But when you're my size, you know, <laughs> five eight, two hundred pounds. And then you have all these other people that aren't 5'8", 200. Yeah. Like DK Metcalf. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Like, I mean, uh, yeah, I, that, it would be jerseys and hogs, you know, instead of green jackets <laughs> and hogs. Um, there's, some, there's some people that are blessed. Yeah. But there's also some people that aren't as blessed and makes you feel a little bit. Yeah. You can walk around in your own skin a little bit more. Yeah. You know, you're like. You, okay. you feel comfortable in your own skin. You're like, okay. Hey, daddy. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and sometimes you have to call yourself daddy. And yeah. you're, you're comfortable walking with your towel on around your shoulders. You know? <laughs> you know, because, yeah. because you're not – there's some people that make you feel a little bit better about yourself. And not because you're blessed, because they're just not. Right. They just really aren't. But yeah, you see, you see the, you see some Greg Normans for sure. Yeah. Plenty. And it's just like, it makes you realize you look at him, you're like, that's not a human being. <laughs> you know, it's like, that's just not a real person. So you just have to, you just have to look past that because that, that's not real. Yeah. That's like, that's like a create a player. <laughs> I wonder if Madden will let you, let you do that one, one year. Yeah, you go. To, What's your hog rating? Ninety-seven. Yeah. <laughs> My hog rating slow as Christmas, but man, <laughs> but man, his yeah. hog rating. But you would be too if you had a hog rating of ninety-seven. Oh, I agree. Um, but you know that's that's why I didn't. My my hog rating, I don't know, forty-three. You know, something <laughs> like that. I've been like a kicker, a kicky, a kicker's throwing power, you know. That uh, that's oh going goodness. in. That's going in the the little preview you got to type up in the podcast. I love that. 
Yeah. people is like Danny, Danny gives his, his Madden hog rating. So, or, so outside of hog ratings and hogs in general. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like to veer too far off of the hog rating and <laughs> yes, just hogs. Is, yeah. yeah. I want to transition from the hog ratings and the hogs oh, to like, like, give me some, give me some fun, your funniest NFL stories, your wildest NFL stories, whether it was a locker room on the field, like some of the things that pop in your mind that just were, yeah, were funny, not necessarily a winning moment or anything, but just some funny shit that happened. Yeah. Or you just know, wild. I'm, yeah. 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 I would say, I don't know about tons of fun. I mean, there were some funny stuff that happened. I mean, I always like to do pranks and stuff like that. I'd like to randomly jump in the cold tub naked. Cause I thought that was funny and it was funny. I mean, like if you don't laugh at that, you're not, you don't have a sense of humor. Um, but like there are a lot of stuff that I look back on that it was even kind of just, I mean, it was football and in the heat of the moment that kind of makes me laugh now. Like I remember my first year in San Diego and we're in, we're playing the Broncos and I get a screen pass and get like, I don't know, five yards. Well, fill up. I mean, who is one of, one of my closest friends in the league and he, uh, he starts yelling at me and I'm like, looking back, like, first of all, Phil runs a five two forty, right. Yeah. And he's telling me where to go and he's super intense just cause he's really competitive. Yeah. And he says, you should have went over there. And I like was taken back. So I looked at it and I started yelling back at him. Well, the, the thing that's funny that, I mean, some people might think it's funny. Some people might not, but like literally people know that fight carried over into the huddle in our our center had to separate us and we had to call a timeout because we were fighting on the field. And it's just kind of funny to look back at, at moments like that, that were just like, yeah, that was kind of crazy. Like, first of all, why am I trying to fight our star quarterback? And, and I also thought like, why the heck was he trying to fight me? And then we had a big, huge lineman have to get in between us. And we were like, it's like he had to separate us because we were like trying to step over him, yelling at him, almost spitting each other's mouth. And, you know, he's, he's still a close friend of mine, but it's just stuff like that's funny, even though it's in the heat of the moment, yeah. heat of the game. And, and I, it and yeah, I, I, th I think of stuff like that is hilarious. Um, like outside of my normal standard, you know, naked prank in the, in the cold tub. <laughs> <laughs> were you like the prankster on your teams or is there, I mean, are, are there you'd, other you'd have that come to, to mind? You'd have to ask, uh, our center, Nick Hardwick was definitely a prankster there too. Definitely a prankster. Um, I'm trying to think in new England. It was almost like too serious to really have a prankster in new England. <laughs> it really was, but yeah, I would have been known, I think as kind of, I, more than anything, I don't know if it was so much pranks. I just like to have fun. And if, if, if I could make people uncomfortable, I was going to do it. Like, did I really want to go get naked in front of a bunch of other dudes in the cold tub? No, I just thought it would make people uncomfortable and make them laugh. And, and I succeeded in that. Or like something that was really funny to do. Now we're getting on naked, Doc. But um, I would... Uh, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we'd be in the hot tub... And guys would just be in the hot tub and I'd always, it's standard that guys would just whatever they maybe worked out and they just might have shorts and a t-shirt on. 
Well, I always wore a hoodie, a cutoff hoodie, and sometimes sweatpants even. And I'd be in the hot tub. And if there's a bunch of guys in there, it was always fun, not fun, but hilarious to randomly take your pants off while you're in the hot tub. And then just randomly your pants float up at the top. <laughs> and they would be like right in front of someone and everyone always knew. They'd see it and they'd look at me and they, yeah. And they'd look at me and they go, they go, what head, what, what are you doing? I was like, Oh my bad, man. I was just getting a little hot. I was just getting a little warm. So I had to take my pants off. But like that, you know, it's funny. Like people even say like, what do you remember? What games? I don't remember. I, I mean, I remember the games, but like, I don't really care. I loved, I competed as hard as I could and had a lot of fun, but like, it's that stupid stuff like that acting like an eight-year-old you know like that's the yeah. stuff that i'll remember because that's to me that's funny and me almost being 36 years old if someone were to do that i would laugh hysterically mm-hmm. like th- that's funny to me what um was there ever a moment where like like because i mean i remember the very clearly what vividly watching you play and like, yeah, if anybody's watched Danny Woodhead play, you know, you are a fiery competitor out there, right? Yeah. And, um, but, but I, I, did it ever get like, did you ever like get into it with a guy on another team in terms of like verbally where you guys just kept meeting each other, you know, contact, yeah. whatever, and you found yourself like getting into it similarly to what you just described with Philip Rivers, but this time it's yeah. some massive, human on the other side that really would like to be in and you have a kind of an awakening moment where you're like what am I doing here there was I mean there were I'm not going to name any names but like I would never talk unless someone talked to me Hmm. like that was just my thing I'm not gonna go out of my way to talk trash like why um if someone starts talking to me though and trying to say like you always get the Oh, some white comment by a guy. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's just standard. Like and and they do everything they can to say little white this, little white that, just something something like that. And they gotta know that I'm playing more than that play. You know, like I'm in the game. Yeah. And I'm gonna see you in routes. So when stuff like that would happen. I would take the opportunity, you know, because I was going to end up beating them on a route, I felt like, which I end up doing. And they'd be saying certain stuff like that. And I'd just be like, like, how, how's that feel? And they're like, I'm like, well, you just said a little white guy. Like, how, how does it feel? Isn't that, I'd always say, isn't it super embarrassing to get beat by me? <laughs> and it, like, that was, that was the only thing that I I would ever say because if you're going to say that if you're going to try to talk to me about how I'm a white guy that slow whatever which I didn't feel like I was slow but I'm gonna I'm just I'm not gonna talk trash but if you're gonna say that I'm gonna be like isn't that kind of embarrassing and and then when you say that they never say anything again because then they're like really embarrassed yeah so that's the only time I'd really talk Cause that's, that's the only thing that kind of got, I don't want to say got under my skin, but kind of annoyed me. 
What's the hardest? Who, who hit you the hardest? You got you like hardest hit of your career? Louis Delmas. He was a safety for the Lions, safety for the Dolphins. I don't know where else he played. He was only like 5'11", 195. But safeties were always the worst. Everyone's like, man, how bad did it hurt to get hit by 300-pounders? It's like, not at all. I mean, it's just a big old fat guy kind of rolling around and rolling on top of you. Sometimes, like, if they're just laying on you, it's like, hey, like, you're super heavy. Like, get off of me. But those hits never bothered me. The Lewis Delmas, I mean – when they're coming full speed downhill yeah. and you're going full speed, yeah, those suck. Those were bad. I can't imagine. Th- th- those I were really bad. Imagine. Yeah, Ugh. I can. Yeah. Yeah. What's it, it like? What's it like playing with Brady? You know, the first week it it kind of sucked because I came in in week three and I think he was trying to test me to be like, "Is this guy ready?" So, like, he was just yelling at me the whole week in practice. And I'm like, who is this guy? Like, I mean, I know who he is. But, like, I don't – I thought I'd maybe like him. I don't like him. I really don't. And – but I think after that first week and I I proved that I knew what to do, he, he was cool with me. And, like, he trusted me. So, after that, I was like, oh, actually, he's pretty cool. But that first week, I was like, what is his deal? Like I'm surprised it was only a week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so the I think because I showed that I knew what to do, I think it maybe he respected me. I don't know. Um, but it, I mean, it was great. Like, and I think that carrying that over into Philip, which Philip is very similar in things that he does, um, it helped because I. And I, I think that helped. I mean, I was at a different time when I was in New England. So, like, I was tight with Phil. But that's because I was, I don't know how many years in the league. When I was in New England, I was just trying to hang on for dear life yeah, for my job. Yeah. So, yeah. like, I, I didn't get to. You already proven yourself by the time you got to San Diego. Exactly. And I didn't really get to know Tom on a personal level because, like, it was like I hadn't I just had my head down. And I'm just, like, working as hard as I could. Um, but he's a great teammate, a great leader. Obviously, like, I think he's, people are going to, they, when I say this, they're like, oh, no, that's not true. But, like, I truly think he's a better quarterback now than when I played with him. And it's not, it's not like, it's not like saying he sucked. It's just like he continues to get better. And people are like, well, yeah, but he's, he's older. And it's like, yeah, he, he can't get slower. You know, like he, so he, he, he just can't get slower, Yeah. but his arm is as good as it's ever been. Wow. And, and that's the thing is like, I, I believe if he wanted to, now there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes that he has to do is taking care of his body, but like his performance, I think he could play till, I don't know, 47, 48 if he wanted to, but it's just, do you really want to go through the, you know, all that crap? What's something about, is there anything about Brady or Belichick that people would be surprised to know about or not suspect about the two? I mean, everybody has, you know, assumptions about the two. They're well, you know, because they're so well documented and chronicled week in and week out during the NFL. But is there anything about the two of them that may surprise people? 
I would say that Belichick has a sense of humor. It's just he's not he he's not going to really show anything to the media because he doesn't like talking to the media anyways. Yeah, I mean it just it's it's I think a hassle to him. And then Brady, everyone sees the fiery competitor. And then when he's off the field, like he still cares, but he's like a soft-spoken dude. Like he's just he cares about people. Not that he doesn't look like he cares about people, but sometimes he's chewing yeah. people. Like they're like, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I'd really like to be around him. But like off the field, he's very, he's like a kind guy. Like he he cares about people, and and that's another thing with Bill too. I believe he cares about people. It's just when he gets in the mode of building a team, he'll fire you if you suck. Which I appreciate that actually. Like yeah. if you suck, you should get fired, and and that's something I appreciate. But he actually is a good dude. Or like I think he cares about people is kind of what I'm saying because sometimes people be like he doesn't he doesn't care about anyone and he truth truthfully doesn't when it comes to football like he he's he's trying to build he's doing what he he can do yeah. he's doing his job and that's You're to an build asset the best or a liability team. yeah exactly hmm is there anything about football that you could act like playing football or I don't know just like like what asked and, and there is two like totally different sports you know one's mm -hmm. a team sport one's an individual sport but like, what, what could like like from your days playing football like how, how does that help or like you know anything from football that translates to golf yeah i mean i think anytime you make a mistake it's hard to if you drop a ball if you miss a block and your quarterback gets hit like just moving on to the next play, you know, I mean, that's, that's difficult, I think for anyone, but same thing in golf, like you hit a terrible shot. Well, move on and figure it out. I mean, you, you have to move on because if you're going to dwell on it, then you're just compounding things. So like when I'm on the course, if I hit a trash drive or a trash second shot and it's like, somehow you leave yourself and you're like, Oh my gosh, I have to get up and down from 70 yards. Like, so what I try to do is I try to focus on that shot. And what I try to do is make sure bogey's the worst. Like I just, I try to eliminate, like just eliminate something. So I'm eliminating six. And, and, and that's like, with the way I was as a football player, I grinded out on the course. And it could it could be you're not playing for money, whatever. It could be me playing just with a buddy and we're not even playing a game. I grinded out on the course like I'm playing in a in a US four ball. Because like that's that's something that I'm trying to carry over. So I try to practice it just like I did in football. And it's like, all right, if I miss hit something all right the worst i'm gonna take is bogey i might be able to get a par so like that's that's kind of the so maybe the mental game of it um because football is very mental even though it's very physical it's also very mental and i try i have tried to carry that over and i think that's helped um because i have been in a lot of bad situations in football or you know tough situations and i mean it's just i mean i care but it's just am golf so like it's not yeah. that much worse. You got to be. I thought about this when you <clears throat> said you're a Gankus guy. For you to be a running back in the NFL, obviously your the lower half of your body has to be pretty damn sharp. And and the the Gankus swing, as you already yeah. alluded to, 
with the lower body movement. Like I, I've, me and Pat have talked about this a lot. Like for me personally, so I, I, I only played baseball my whole life. That's all I played until I got into college and then I hated baseball and then I went straight to golf. But I have zero awareness of what is happening below like my sternum. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm a, a paraplegic in the golf swing <laughs> below my sternum. I can't, I don't know there. what's happening. Yeah. So, you know, I, I look at the Genka swing and I'm like, there's no way I could time that. I could execute yeah. that. I have zero awareness of all that stuff. So it you would, have to have that for the Genka swing. You have to. I would say the first part, because I was so used to just my old, just jabroni swing. Like it, it took a little bit of time. Um, but I, I feel like I am very aware of my lower body just because of football and because agility yeah. was important. So like just the movement of my hips and the movement of just my lower extremities, you know, like that has, that definitely has helped me. I mean, it's a, anyone that's seen it or follows golf understands that the gank is movement is a, it is an athletic movement. Like it's, it's definitely very athletic movement. Um, and for me, maybe because of all the sports that I played, I played soccer, I played basketball and I played football in high school and all those, I mean, you have to have your lower body. You have to be very in tune with it. So I think it probably has helped, um, with, with my swing. I mean, it, I think it's made things make sense because it, it, it is, a, it is foreign. I mean, when you've never done it. Um, yeah, that's good stuff, dude. Well, I think Pat's at the end of his red stripe. I'm nearing the end of my, my Jack and ginger. Um, Danny, this has been, uh, it's been a lot of fun, buddy. We've yeah. Really it, very enjoyable. It. Very enjoyable. The out of nowhere podcast for the NFL fan out there. Tell them, tell them what, what, yeah, what yeah, is, you do a little yeah, more than NFL too. You yeah. Sprinkle some golf in there. Yeah. Ch check out the, check out our, our podcast. We talk about football. NFL, we always recap the NFL, the high, you know, the highlights, definitely the lowlights. That's the most fun for me to talk about. I enjoy it because people you watch talk, a lot of the games. I watch almost, I mean, I don't watch every game, yeah. but I have the ticket and I watch most games um, just kind of flipping back and forth. Um, so yeah, we, uh, we kind of, we don't break down the games, but we both watch football still. We watch a lot of it and we like to talk about it. Um, and then we talk about, we do talk a lot about golf and we kind of talk about, I mean, it, it, being on your guys's pod is, I feel kind of comfortable for me because sometimes we just go off and talk about random stuff too. I mean, that's, what's fun. That's what's, that's what yeah, makes yeah. it in, that's what makes it enjoyable. Um, but it's out of nowhere podcast. We bring usually athletes on whether it's football golfers, we have had a, a few, like we've had a few like big time leader people, John Gordon, uh, some other people too. Uh, and we just kind of want to hear their stories because at the end of the day, everyone's stories out of nowhere, whether you're Howie Long's son or you're uh, Mark Woodhead's son. And, but, but it, you come from out of nowhere. I came from North Platte, Nebraska. Um, my dad's a teacher and a coach. My mom stayed at home. Slauson came out of nowhere in Oregon. And it's just kind of a, 
ev- everyone comes from out of nowhere and then our conversations can kind of be out of nowhere and people yeah. sometimes I think are puzzled yeah. and if you don't like it, that's okay. We don't freaking care. Love it. You think the, out, the get, out of nowhere uh, stuff, hopefully you like some of it, you know, you, you think you'll ever get Brady or Belichick on the out of nowhere podcast? I, I think that's going to be hard. I think it's going to be hard. I think Bill's hard, <laughs> difficult to get on any show. You know, I mean, you, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't, I don't, I don't foresee that, but, uh, I haven't seen Phillips been on there yet. You got to get Rivers. Yeah, on. he was going to, and then the whole COVID thing happened. Yeah, and we're like, we'll get you some other time. We'll get him in off season. I'm not going to mess with him in in season. Yeah, yeah, you got to get Rivers on. He he just seems like he'd be fun to talk to. Well, he's yeah. the best, and Slauson played with him too. So like, we're we're all buddies. That'll be good, man. Yeah, people got to check that out and follow along on uh, uh, Twitter too, especially. Yeah, if, if you want to, if you want a sarcastic follow, follow me. Mm-hmm. If you don't, probably don't follow me. Were you in? Were you in on the Twitter streets in your playing days, or did you kind of stay off of that? You know, I had a Twitter, but I didn't. Is I just didn't say anything because I was always like, I don't want to say I was worried about what you know, the organization would think, but in some way in new England, I was, and I think it carried over a little. Now I just don't care. Like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not out there to offend people, but I'm just saying like, I'm not like worried about every movement I make. Whereas it's like, uh, I'm my own boss now. Yeah. That's a good, that's got a good, good feeling there. Yeah. Twitter streets are rough, man. They are. I mean, it's a rough place. You're, you're going to get some people, uh, you know, hating you and that's kind of fun and then maybe a few people like you i mean even our greg norman picture we had people commenting going like well how many major championships have you won I'm like what, what does oh, that like, have to do t- with anything that doesn't have to do it with how well endowed he is that has no, nothing has, what are you talking about we're not even we're just talking about size hogs not, we're just talking I'm not about, hogs. about my mate my major championships i'm insecure right. about my wiener yeah, I, right. I'm, I'm five eight. His hog's five eight. You know. Yeah. <laughs> like that's what we're talking about. We're not. Yes. We're not talking about anything like crazy. <laughs> Gracious of peace. Oh man, we'll end on that. That's fantastic. Uh, Danny Woodhead, thank you, man. We appreciate you being on the Tour Junkies podcast. This is a lot of fun.